1: Greetings. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason, your host. Got a great show for you today because I've got a personal friend and a business guru. Okay, he's more of a branding and a marketing guy, but he knows a lot of stuff. His name is Bruce Turkel. He's the author of All About Them. He's a friend and also we, we've done some business co, uh, shall we say, um, um, co, um, well, anyway, he's helped me on some things over the years. And here's the deal. If you are a subscriber to my YouTube channel, I really appreciate it. If you are not, would you, if you're a listener, would you please also consider watching the video of the Do Business Better podcast? We created a playlist, it's called Do Business Better. It's on my YouTube channel, which is D. Mason Comedy. You can just go there, just type on, when you go to YouTube, Damian Mason, become a subscriber. So Bruce is joining me today to talk about if it's not worth it to them, It's not worth it to us. I'm going to tell you what that means, but I'm going to let Bruce tell it instead because I've got a different interpretation, but it's all around the same topic. Bruce Terkel, welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. Thank you, Damien. It's good to be here. All right. So I said that we're buddies. I said that you and I have talked about business. We've done some some good stuff over the years. And then you came up with this. It was last week or two weeks ago. You said, if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. And I said, "Uh, that's an interesting concept. And you went on to explain how you came up with it my listeners know one of my big things we all work for other people every dollar you're going to make the rest of your career the rest of your life is someone else's dollar right now so with that in mind sometimes things don't go as smoothly as they as you would like them or at the same pace as you would like them is that what we're
0: talking about well that's exactly what we're talking about um you know i used to try to explain to people i for those who don't know and i don't know why anybody would know i ran an ad agency for a number of years and uh, people used to say to me all the time, "Wow, it must be great to be your own boss. You don't work for anybody." And of course, anyone who runs a business knows that's completely untrue. If you run a business, you work for all your clients, you work for all your customers, you work for all your cu- your employees. You work for most of your vendors. You work for the government that charges you taxes. You work for all those folks. You answer to a lot of people. If you have a business partner, you work for them. If you have a family, you work for them. So this idea that you're on your own and that you're making it by yourself, it's not really true. The truth is, as you said, we all work for someone. We all answer to somebody else.
1: Okay. So we all work for other people. And then in fact, you've got a blog article that's coming out on this very topic. If it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. I think it's important that, you know, we've already described that we all work for other people. The main thing is when we are especially service providers, which you and I are, we run into this situation where we're jumping through hoops and doing a lot of stuff to serve our clients because we know that tomorrow's customer generally comes from a customer well-served today or yesterday. Then, They have you doing, maybe jumping through too many hoops. And next thing you know, they haven't done their part of the business. Signed a contract, gotten you a down payment, um, uh, given you the right information to work on. And then they are saying, well, what are you doing? You're like, but you haven't done what you need to do to let me do my job. Is that what we're talking about?
0: It's exactly what we're talking about. The problem occurs when we believe that as service providers, we are beholden to these people therefore to use your term whatever they hoop they hold up we need to jump through but the truth is we do these things together so i can't tell you how many times in my former life in my agency business i would have an account executive who was completely freaked out about a deadline or some change the client wanted made or whatever and i would hear them actually admonishing a writer, an art director, a production person, a photographer about why haven't you done this or you have to change that or this is due tomorrow. And every so often I'd wander in there, my partner would wander in there and say, wait a second, you want them to change all this. Do we have a change order signed from the client? And they'd say, no, 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 we don't have time for that. I just spoke to the client. They want us to change it right away. Or I'd say, wait a second, you want us to go out and order the films or you want us to go out and order the final printed materials? Do we have a signature of approval on the rough layout? And they'd say, no, we don't have time for that. They said we have to deliver it tomorrow. Or I'd say, wait a second, you're asking these people to do this work, but I don't think the client's paid the deposit on that yet. And the account executive would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. They told me that it's just to do it. It happens so often that we actually printed the words. If it's not them, if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. And we hung it up in one of our offices. And I would walk that person in the room and I would say, What does that say on the wall? And they'd look at it and they'd say, Yeah, 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 I know, but I'd say, No, 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 what does it say? And they'd say, No, no, no. I know what it says, but I'd say, No, stop. What does it say? and they would repeat it. If it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. And I would say, that's right. So if we need a signature, go get the signature. If we need a deposit, go get the deposit. If the client's telling you that their boss is in an airplane and we can't get a signature, we are not doing the work. Because here's what happens. We think we're giving this incredible level of personal service. Mm But all that's going to happen is we're not going to get paid the client's going to land if they are in fact actually in an airplane which they probably weren't they're going to land and they're not going to like what was changed yeah and and the person by the way who was so adamant about us doing it immediately they don't they don't usually say yeah i know you don't like it but i told them to do it right at that point they go silent yeah they run for cover it's
1: not worth it to us so really the, the thing that I guess I said that you we and I have different takes on this. I think that if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. And I'm reading it right there. I think it's got multiple different applications. So the first one you're talking about is when you're working for a client and the client, uh, and it could be anybody, you know, if my buddy the landscaper is listening to this, it could be the, the guy says do this, but then the wife comes home and hates the look of it. And then again, who was in charge. Well, wait a minute. You're saying there's somebody that it's more vested and somebody that's less vested. And the worst thing is when we're business people, if we're then on the hook for
0: something. That's exactly right. But it's worse than being on the hook for something. Because in your example, if you do a job and let's say the husband approves it, but the wife is driving the train and making the decisions, not only aren't you going to get paid for the work you did. So you're going to lose the money. Uh-huh. but she also thinks you did a crappy job. And in fact you did because you didn't do what the client wanted. She's going to go out and tell the world that you did a crappy job. So you're even further behind the eight ball and you did all that extra work. You yeah. felt like you really stepped up to the plate. You really served your client. And in fact, the only thing you served was your own insecurities and your own paranoia. Uh,
1: another uh, really uh, offshoot. This is Bruce that It's more about on that regard. It's about knowing who's in charge, because when you say, if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to them to clearly get the approval is really what that is. Like in other words, you can add a second part of that beginning of that sentence. If it's not worth it to them to get the approval and get the right chain of command so that we now know what we're doing. It's not worth it to
0: us. Yeah. If it's not worth it to them to get the deposit, let's say you tell your client hey, before I start that, I need a deposit because I'm ordering materials. And they say something like, we write checks on the 15th or the 30th. So we will give you the money on the 16th or the first, whatever, but go ahead and order it now. We'll take care of it. No, it doesn't work that way because they can violate a policy and write that check if they need to. Uh, And there's all these different reasons. We've all heard them a million times and they all make perfect logical sense. They only leave out one thing. If it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. <laughs> okay, I'll give another one.
1: Okay. Uh, if it's not worth it to them because they don't care as much about. This is like
0: Stump the Chump, right? You're going to throw it out and I try to answer it And if I No, no, no.
1: I think, I think you and I are both going to agree on this because I can add another one. If it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. Now let's put the middle part on this one. If it's not worth it to them because they don't value it as much as you do, it's not worth it to us. A lot of times you'll see this thing where you are so bought into it. You want, okay, we serve clients. I want them to have the most amazing production ever. And then I say, you know what we really need to do. And I'm not trying to spend any more of your money. In fact, you won't have to spend, but like 50 more dollars and it would give you this level of production. Nah, we don't think it really matters. And you think you've already got hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in this. And I'm telling you for 50 more bucks, you're, you know, that's that's what, uh, you know, a half a percent or something uh, you can, you can go ahead and do this next thing. And then, I don't know. So there was the problem where sometimes you want to have a greater outcome than they do and because you care more about it. So you got to keep that in mind. If it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us.
0: That's the old uh, adage of the the pushers motto, right? Don't get high on your own supply. Don't start breathing your own exhaust. Don't start believing that because you think something should be done a certain way because you're the professional, that means anybody else wants to open their checkbook and pay for it. And if they don't, then you really have to explore why it is you're doing the job. If you're doing it because you want to get your own jollies, good, knock yourself out, feel free. But at least go into that situation with your eyes open and understand that, again, if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to you.
1: Yeah, and then let's think about, uh, right along those examples, Uh, we've all contracted with people that say, came to our house, office, building, rental property, whatever, and they wanted to take take your job and turn it into a bigger profit center than it was. And then you say, no, all I need is X. And then they wanna do X, Y, and Z. And those people would do well to understand, it's not worth it to me so we've all been customers also there's been times when i'm like yeah you're right it's not worth it to me i don't i don't need you to get me mahogany switch plate covers for this rental property it plastic 49 cent
0: switch plate covers will suffice so there's that too my wife and i just redid a a property to become a rental property and as we're doing the kitchen she would point out things she wanted and i can't tell you how many times i would have to say honey we're not going to live here and in fact the person who did the workforce has worked with us for years, and he would say the same thing. If this was your house, I would recommend you do this. But in a rental property, not only aren't you gonna get any money back for it, but actually you're gonna have to fix it because it's much more fragile than what a rental property will be able to handle. Yeah. It's not worth it to you, to them, it's not worth it to you.
1: Um, you've got in your uh, article, you talk about uh, the three things you said. Um, uh, Toothless approval, signature, deposit without them. Words such as emergency. You cri- said, "When someone tells you it's an emergency, a crisis, an ASAP, because that's one of your big things. When the client, the customer, the people we work for, has got you like, under the gun, under the gun, under the gun, and then you hop, you hop, you hop, you hop, and then it turns out you did it because you thought it was valuable to them, but it truly wasn't valuable to them. It was not important to them. Right? It was not worth it to them. Right? So, what are we supposed to do when they tell you it's hot?" Oh, it's It's a crisis! It's a crisis. Because remember, we're in an era of crises, Bruce. Everybody has a crisis. Uh, We've got virus crisis. We've got uh, we've got political crisis, and then we've got corporate crisis, and we've got my financial crisis. Everything's a crisis. What do we do when everything's a crisis? When they tell you that a lot of times in business is really not. It's just that they one person's getting squawked at. It's very
0: simple you just have to say to them in your best account management style we're going to do all these things for you we're going to get it done we're going to add those things you've asked for i need you to do one thing before i start i need you to get this approval signed or i need you to get this change order initialed or i need you to get this deposit put through, or I need you to get this information, we can't do the printing until you give us the proper email addresses to put into the document, for example, or we can't uh, install the electrical equipment until you get the county to sign off on it. Whatever it is, you have to take it and put it back on that. My uncle is a very uh, well-known, famous psychologist, and he studies these sort of things. And he says that in these environments, what happens is, He pictures it as everybody wearing a garbage can with a a backpack strap on. He said, and people are trying to pull things out of their own garbage can and stick it in your garbage can while you're trying to do the same thing. And you have to stop that. You have to say, I can do everything you need, Mm -hmm. but here are the things you have to do first. And that's where you determine how important it is to them. Because if the answer is constantly, yeah, 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 don't worry about that. That means they only care about their problems, they don't care about your problems. By the way, if you're not the owner of the company, it's very easy. You simply say, listen, I would do that for you, but if I do, I'll get fired because we have a very clear system. And I know you've talked about this because I know you believe in systematizing your business. If you systematize your business and you live up to the requirements of the system, you don't get in these problems. The problems occur when you take short step, uh, uh, shortcuts. When you don't follow the rules, when you don't follow the regulations, that's when you get into trouble.
1: Yeah, so that was where I was gonna go with it. All right, you're talking about uh, the whole thing of, if it's not it to them, meaning that the customers that we serve, they should, if it's important to them, they should demonstrate it by doing the right things. And because after all, we all work for money. And so, you know, it's one thing to say, I jumped through hoops to do this thing for you, but it looks like I, it mattered more to me than it did to you, or it mattered more to me than it did to management or whatever. So, how do we prevent that from happening? Okay, you talked about the right authorizations. I think, and I'll let you answer, it's about being very clear up front. <laughs> I, very, I, I, I used to think, you know, okay, people like kind of do huckster stuff. I don't sleep well doing that. I'm saying, hey, here's what we're gonna do, and here's what I think you should do, but you know what, you're the customer, what would you like the outcome to be? Because then I will do what I can to give you that uh, attainment.
0: Well, and that brings up two very important points. Whenever I start an engagement, one of my first questions, and I know you've heard me ask this is, what does success look like to you? I say to the client or the client's representative, it's, it's a year from now, it's a month from now. Uh, the event that you asked me to come speak at is over. What does success look like? What have I done that has made you happy? What are people saying that pleases you? I want to know what they're looking for. I think that's a requirement. You can't properly serve your client, your customer, if you don't know what they want so understand what's the old saying if you don't know where you're going how do you know when you got there so it's critical to know that number two i'll use an example from the advertising agency business the person who acts as the liaison between the agency and the client is called the account manager i think that's the wrong name because in fact you don't manage the account i think they should be called expectation managers you want to manage expectations so working up front with the client as you put it which is exactly right you need to understand their expectations and you need to let them know right off the bat if you can meet those expectations or not usually or lots of times people get in trouble because they had unreasonable expectations they told the client don't worry about it give me the business i'll get it done when they know damn well they can't get it done Managing expectations requires that the client or the customer knows what you're going to do for them, but it also requires that you're honest with yourself about what it is you can accomplish. What's your actual qualifications are?
1: So what does success look like to the client? And then number two, managing expectations or making sure that you, you clearly state expectations because you and I both know there's the old thing, you and I get paid to talk. Uh, we get paid to do other things too. But there's the people that are hungry or desperate or worse yet, conniving liars. And they say, Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And so uh, it's very powerful to be able to turn down stuff and say, I'm not the right fit for you. But many people don't because they say, I'm hungry for the money or I'm desperate and I will say I can do it. And then all of a sudden, you not only won't achieve what they say
0: success looks like, you're not even capable because you aren't qualified. And you know how many times you and I have discussed this. You cannot get a client to say yes if you are not willing to say no. If you're not willing to walk away from a deal because it doesn't meet your expectations or your qualifications or your uh, skills, talents, values, whatever you decide, then you can't get a good deal. You're only gonna be working to other people's deals. Anytime someone says to me, I don't know how you get paid X amount for doing that, I can only get Y amount. The answer is, well, that's because that's either what you asked for or that's what you accepted.
1: A brother, uh, the farmer, told me a long time ago, he's no longer with us, but we would sit and have chats. And he said, your problem is you're putting your morals and standards and expectations onto other people because we always sometimes run, run this risk. It's not being judgmental. It's saying stuff like you drove it down the road and said, why don't they take care of their yard? Or you said, why wouldn't you, if you don't have money, instead of working 10 hours and laying around watching TV, why wouldn't you work more? There's always these things. So it's a bit like that also when we want something that is more for others than, than they want for themselves. Is there a little bit of, if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us to be put into that scenario, personal scenarios where we say I've got a son, my son wants to lay around and play video games and he's 26 years old. My God, why doesn't he want to work harder? Well, And then the person, the parent, well-intentioned parent says, I'm just going to buy them a business. Then where does that go? So is that an example of if it's not worth it to them, it's
0: not worth it to us. I have to admit, I have not thought about it in the social realm or in the parental realm, but I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, One of the talents, the skills of running a business is empathy, understanding what your customer is going through, and, and also, by the way, understanding what your employees are going through. At the same time, I think one of the cruelest things you can say to somebody is, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because chances are you don't actually know how they feel. And I mean, if you're I... making your decisions, if you're making your outbursts based on believing you know how someone else feels, there's a very good chance that you're wrong.
1: Yep. So from a personal standpoint, there is that thing where you have to pull back and say, well, why am I so stressed about this? Because I've done this, I know, with some of my personal relationship, but why, why is this bothering me more than it appears to be bothering he or she if it's not worth it to them? Why is it worth it to me?
0: Listen, I've sat with you at a number of events at the bar having a beer and heard you rant about someone else. And I want to say, yeah, because that's what, who they are. What do you care? But we all do that.
1: Yeah and and you know and the truth is it's it's, uh, it's a very sort of liberating thing when you start realizing that if it's not then you just say hey i know what i know what i want to do but it's when it's worth it to them they'll make it worth it to me right yes parting advice last thoughts ideas Brewster Kell, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, pick up his book. You know, I usually tout my own. The one that's over my shoulder back here on the mural, but you ought to pick up all about them because you know what? He says very smartly in here. He points out that your business, your business improves when you make your business about them. Because guess what? You've heard me say it before. People don't care about you and your company. They care about themselves. They're very, very self-serving that way. Ideas. Oh, by the way, and You can also find him on LinkedIn. He's got a hell of a LinkedIn following, like 260-some thousand people on LinkedIn. You should check out his stuff. He also sends out a newsletter. If you opt into it, you'll get about a weekly, maybe about once every week or two, he'll send you a newsletter with some pretty brilliant stuff. Closing thoughts or ideas, last ideas, last thoughts. If it's not about- You gave, about you gave the all thought.
0: The, the umbrella, really, the thing to remember is to make it all about them. Doing business should not be like being on a bad blind date. Stop talking about yourself. Start talking about them. Start demonstrating the value that you can provide for them. The easy way that I always say it is good brands make people feel good, but great brands make people feel good about themselves. And if you can figure out how to make people feel good about themselves because they were smart enough to do business with you, you have figured it out.
1: And if it's not worth it to them, it's not worth it to us. The best thing on that one is to think about this way. They will tell you what they actually, what value, what they value, right? They'll, they'll tell you what, what, what
0: is worth it to them. They'll either tell you with their mouth or they'll tell you with their checkbook. But either way, they'll make it clear. You just have to be listening. And remember, there's a big difference between listening and hearing. His name is Bruce Turkel. Check
1: him out. Bruce Turkel, T-U-R-K-E-L. You can find him through me or you can find him by just looking him up. He's all over the place. Thank you for being here. You know what? Always good stuff.
0: Thank you, Damien. It was a pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you.